Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's a good show. Hey, honeys. Today's the day, babe. Today's the day for the big announcement. I know tens of tens of you have been waiting for this. And now today's the day. So until we, before we get to the episode, I just want to drop some knowledge on y'all about the secret I've been keeping. Honey, there's a product collab, okay? You know Jackie J's been working up to this. And today's the day. There's an official Natribute product collab. Who did I choose to collab with? Take a guess, baby. Lolly Beauty. Raw, organic, superfood beauty, pure and potent, with powerful results. Lolly is the world's first zero-waste, certified, made-safe, organic beauty brand. And everything is upcycled, food-grade ingredients, reusable, 100% certified, compostable packaging, people-free, earth-friendly, 100% waterless. Now, if you're a Nash Butte super fan, you've probably heard the episode with Tina Hedges all about Lolly Beauty. And that's when we met and I said, you know what? This company has perhaps the strongest moral convictions of any beauty brand I might have ever met. And to boot, I love their products. So we decided, why don't we do something together? And today is the day Finally, I can share it with y'all. Today on February 15th, I am here to announce the Lolly Beauty Natch Butte Pank Collection. Yes, honey, P-A-N-K, Pank Collection. If you want to see the products, you can go to lollybeauty.com. That's L-O-L-I-beauty.com. You can go to natchbutte.com. You can go to the Lolly Beauty Instagram, the Natch Butte Instagram, my personal Instagram, Jackie Michelle Johnson. Go look at the products because they're super cute. Now, I'm going to do my best to describe them to y'all, but you got to go check them out. There are three products. They're all pank. They're all super cute. They're waterless, reusable packaging, organic, food-grade, good-for-you stuff. Let me break it down. Let me break it down. The first product is, of course, an oil, honey. You know Jackie J loves an oil. And their Plum Elixir was my favorite oil of 2018. So, honey, you know I had to do a Pank Plum Elixir of my very own. The Pank Plum Elixir is there to hydrate and treat. You can put this... I dare you to find a place you can't put this, honestly. Hair, face, lips, nails, any hair on the body you want to rock this on... You can, if you have um, a loud squeaky wheel, um, put it on there. Maybe your door of your house squeaks. Put it on there. Really, put save it for yourself, okay? Your door doesn't deserve this luxury. But I'm just saying, it's a, it's a veritable cure-all oil. It's a multi-purpose beauty oil for face, hair, lips, and nails. It restores hydration with the first use. Now, I'll get into the ingredients a little bit, but this is really great if you're a blemish-prone honey, if you're an oily honey, or if you have stressed or irritated skin, or if you have very dry skin because of all the ingredients, which I will get to. Um, It's great for your lips. It's great for your hair. It's great for your nails. Let me get into the ingredients. The first one is the organic plum kernel oil, which has been upcycled from organic food waste, cold-pressed from rare Ente plum kernels. And we get into this on, again, Tina Hedges' episode of Natribute. This oil is highly moisturizing, it absorbs quick, and it's light and well-tolerated by even sensitive skins. It, it says it's proven to be better than argan oil and more powerful than marula oil. Plum oil is the new oil. Get the damn memo, okay? If you want to be on the trend, the plum is where it's at. And there's anti-inflammatory properties, and it will help smooth any wrinkles, dry skin, dark spots... Um, It's good for psoriasis. It's good for eczema honeys. So that's the plum oil. Then there is organic safflower seed oil. 
It's a silky oil, highly moisturizing. Then there's organic passion fruit oil. And this is what gives it a little bit of a pink color. So this oil has the tiniest little kissy kiss of a pink. So it doesn't matter. You're like, oh, what is that going to make me look like a damn clown? No, it's going to give you a tiny little rosy glow. If you use it at night, you'll look beautiful in your sleep. If you wake up and you put a little on your cheek, a little on your lip, I'm talking the most whispery little pink there is, but honey, you'll know it's there. And that's what's important. So organic passion fruit oil, nature's anti-aging oil. It also works on blemish prone or oily honeys. Passion fruit oil, great source of vitamin A, very high vitamin C. So this would be a great morning vitamin C serum option for you. Antibacterial, anti-itch, anti-inflammatory properties. Yes, honey. Okay. So I know what you're thinking, Jackie, this sounds great. Let me tell you the price. The Pank Plum Elixir is $52. I know it's not the cheapest oil, but because you are paying for high-grade, organic, food-grade, a moral company, everyone was paid fairly, and guess what? Code Natch, 15% off. We'll bring it down to $44.20. You know your girl likes nice shit, okay? The second product, the Pank Micellar Water. Everyone loves a good micellar water. Micellar water is a big trend. It, basically, micellar water is a full skincare routine in one product because it cleanses, it tones, it removes makeup, and then it leaves like a little bit of a serum to your skin. And how it works is the tiny balls of oil cleanse your skin. It's very franche, okay? So the pink micellar water will cleanse, hydrate, and tone, and it's so cute. Basically, it's two-toned. The top looks like it's clear. The bottom looks like it's pink, and you shake it together before you use it, and it makes it this beautiful pink color. Honey, waterless micellar cleanser for all skin types. Shake. You apply on a cotton pad. You wipe away dirt, sebum, makeup. It won't clog pores. It's lightweight. It also will double as a serum. It will do it all, babe. What's in this? Organic rose hydrosol. Y'all know I love a hydrosol. This food-grade rose water is freshly distilled by a fair trade female co-op in Morocco. Honey, all the ladies are getting paid, okay? Then there's organic lavender flower water, another hydrosol that I'm obsessed with. We all know lavender is great. It's antiseptic. We got organic witch hazel. We got organic safflower seed oil. We have organic jojoba seed oil, organic grapeseed oil. Honey, we got the oils, okay? This product is great. It's super cute. All three of these are going to look great on your shelf. The Pank Micellar Water, $38 with code NATCH, $32.30. Now the last product. Y'all know I love a mask. This is the Pank Dragon Fruit Mask. How is this made? Honey, let me tell you something. You put this mask on, your whole face will be my favorite color. Pank, 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 pank. Pank on pank on pank on pank. We got the Nashville Pank Collection. With this powder, you mix it with water. You can mix it with your apple cider vinegar. You can mix it with your serum. You can mix it with your hydrosol. You can put a couple drops of the Pank Plum Elixir. These products all work together, not separate, okay? A la carte or, um, or get them separate. Wait, a la carte means separate, right? Get them a la carte or get them all, babe, okay? The pink dragon fruit mask is made with organic pink patea, which is dragon fruit powder, packed full of antioxidants, vitamins, and nutrients. It's great for your overall health and any skin-related problems you have. Very exciting. We love those antioxidants. Then it's made with Australian pink clay and kaolin clay, which cleanses, detoxifies, and smooths skin. We also have organic oat flour, organic cassava root powder, organic arrowroot powder, organic crushed rose petals. We deserve it, honey, okay? Essential oils, rose essential oils. Honey, it's a very sexy mask. It's very romantic, okay? The scent of rose is known to boost the libido, so there's aphrodisiac effects. Honey, this is a sexy mask, okay? So sit that mask back, put on Tracy Chapman, and love yourself, okay? These products are all about self-love, baby. How much is the Pank Dragon Fruit Mask? It's $38 with code NATCH. Brings it to $32.30. So, all together, all three products. Now, again, this is a treat-yourself moment. These are nice. This is high end, okay? All three products together, 128 before discount. But if you buy them all, put them all in the cart, it will go down to 120. Then, if you use code NATCH, it will come down to 102, which is a total of 20% off. So, everybody, if you're interested, get you some Natch Butte Paint Collection. Here's all three products. 
lollybeauty.com. I'm very excited about these products. You're going to be seeing me talk about them all over social media, all over Instagram, probably all over Natch Butte. And I would love if the honeys checked them out. So everybody get on lollybeauty.com, check out the products. I'm very excited about this launch. And if I had to pick a favorite, oh, it's hard. That oil is really good. If you're looking for a new oil, this is a this is an everything oil. You can use it for everything. You can cut some steps out, but that micellar water too is a is a wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. One and done. You can cleanse. You can tone. You can serum in one, baby. Take that makeup off. Anyway, as you can tell, I'm very excited about this. So, everybody, say congratulations, Jackie, on your collab. This is a big deal. Thank you. Lollybeauty.com, use code NATCH for 15% off, or all three, you get 20% off. So let's get to the episode, shall we? Thank you for indulging me. Everybody check out the product. And now let's talk to the ladies of Leaping Bunny. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beaut. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natch beaut, natch beaut, natch beaut, natch beaut, Oh, yeah. Welcome, everybody, to Natch Butte. This is your host, Jackie Johnson, the queen of creams, your host with the most serums, the freshest fringe on the West Coast. And we are doing a special intimate recording in a hotel room in downtown Los Angeles because I have special guests here, and they don't live in L.A., and they made time for me out of their busy schedule while in L.A. for business, and I'm very excited to have these ladies here. As everyone who listens to Nash Butte knows, we are all about cruelty-free beauty here. If you test on animals, keep on walking, babe, okay? And my guests are passionate about this as well. In fact, it's their living. So I'm very excited to welcome two guests on to Nash Butte today. I have Kim Passion, the program manager... And Caitlin McGrother, the administrator for the Leaping Bunny organization. Welcome both to Natch Butte. Thank you. We're so excited to be on. Oh my God. Thank you both for coming on and for letting me um, bombard your hotel room um, because you're working busy ladies and I had to get you on Natch Butte while you're in town. Woohoo! So I'm so happy to have you both here. Um, just in case somebody listening doesn't know what Leaping Bunny is, could you give us a little spiel? Absolutely. So the Leaping Bunny program is an organization that certifies companies to be free of animal testing at all stages of product development. And we certify companies that make color cosmetics, personal care products, and household products. Very cool. And uh, how did Leaping Bunny start? Well, we uh, we started in 1996. And Great year. <laughs> Great year. Great year for music. Was it? I mean, I wasn't it? Not. That's right. Mid-late 90s. Hell yeah. <laughs> so we started in 1996, and it was in response to all kinds of companies Hopping on the cruelty-free bandwagon, it became very uh, cool to say that they didn't test on animals, say they were cruelty-free, and so companies were making all kinds of claims about no animal testing, putting whatever bunny logos they wanted on their packaging without having to back up these claims. And, and no one was really regulating that. It was like, you could just put on the label, hey, we don't test on animals. Exactly. There's no law uh, like USDA Organic, for example, where companies have a set of guidelines they must adhere to in order to put that uh, that label or make that claim uh, on their packaging. And so the result was all of this sort of um, confusion in the marketplace about what cruelty-free actually meant. And so in 1996, uh, eight animal protection organizations from the U.S. and Canada got together to form the Coalition for Consumer Information on Cosmetics. Uh, and they got together and they formed the Leaping Bunny program. Uh, the logo was created and the rest is history. Very cool. Could I hear a little bit about both of your specific roles in the organization? Caitlin, we'll start with you. Okay, great. So I'm the administrator, and I handle the certification process for all companies. So when companies are interested in becoming Leaping Bunny certified, they start the application process, and I am the person that looks over their application, helps them, um, 
contacts their suppliers and manufacturers, basically the go-between to make them Leaping Bunny certified. How long does the process typically take for a brand to go through this? Okay, so it totally depends on each company. So some companies, they can register, start the application, and they can get certified within a week. Wow. Um, Some people have suppliers and manufacturers that sign our declarations on a regular basis. So it's it's really easy to um, go through the process. Some companies, their application can take forever. Sometimes they never get certified because they never complete the application. Sometimes it takes a few months. Sometimes if they have suppliers or manufacturers that aren't too familiar with Leaping Bunny, it can take a little bit longer just to verify and get the documents in place. So it, it, it really depends. It can take a week, it can take a month, it can take a year. And then sometimes people just don't cross the T's and dot the I's. And, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Slackers, man. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, some companies don't realize that they started the process and didn't finish it. So it it's totally dependent on each company. Uh, what about you, Kim? So um, I started with Leaping Bunny about nine years ago um, when Leaping Bunny was much smaller. I think there were just about 300 companies that had been certified. um, And they were looking for someone to help with communications. uh, And social media was really starting to grow at that time in 2010. And so, uh, yeah, I, I worked on our Facebook page and later Instagram. And so my job as program manager is to still manage all the communications. Uh, I also work with beauty bloggers, uh, influencers, uh, our, our PR firm. And then I organize a lot of promotions with our companies. But I'm also monitoring things like uh, the China situation, our policies. Um, I schedule all of our yearly audits, which we do about 10 to 20 a year around the country and also in Canada. Um, so I, I, in general, I also just like oversee the day-to-day of Leaping Bunny. Your TCB in. Sh- sure. <laughs> I know what that means. TCB, taking care of business. Totes. Yes, love it. Uh, So I don't know which of you would feel better answering this, but I just would like to know sort of walking through the Leaping Bunny program, how it works, how does a company get the official Leaping Bunny certification? How do you truly prove that a brand is cruelty free? Because I know it's like, like Caitlin was just saying, it's some phone calls and, and, but like, how do you really know what, how does, what does Leaping Bunny truly do to get in there and figure it out? Because as we all know, it can be very shady, especially as a consumer, to truly know uh, if a brand is fully cruelty-free. Uh, well, we go through an extensive process, as Caitlin mentioned. Um, when a company applies, the company that's making the finished product must submit an application for approval, but they also need to get there are suppliers and manufacturers to independently sign declarations saying that each individual one does not animal test. And so as Caitlin said, uh, it can take a while because if a company has 20 manufacturers, they have to wait until every single manufacturer signs their specific form. Uh, So we definitely do dot all of our I's and cross our T's because it's not just some sort of the company applies and signs on behalf of all of their suppliers or manufacturers. So people lie. Well, you know, to some extent, the Leaping Bunny program is based on the honor system. Um, But these, you know, these people are, they're signing a form. um, And the way that we can verify is, uh, as I mentioned, we do annual audits where uh, we have an independent auditor whose uh, specialty is chemicals and manufacturing. He personally goes and visits between 10 and 20 companies per year around the country to make sure that the suppliers that we have on file are the actual suppliers they're ordering from. That's cool. Now, that would be a cool job. It, I think he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> 
let's discuss some of the um, current alternatives to animal testing. Um, and I've heard that they're actually more accurate than animal testing, and animal testing is actually very antiquated in terms of testing products. So what are some of these companies that are cruelty-free doing as an alternative to animal testing? So that's definitely true. Um, Using animals is slower and more expensive and not as reliable. Uh, If you think about it, you have to house the animals, provide veterinary care, um, feed them, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes the results, uh, you know, are, are done in real time. And, and so you have to wait uh, for the results to occur, especially with toxicity testing. And uh, when you're looking at like second generations, uh, you have to wait till the little mouse actually has babies and testing on the babies to see what the effects are. So as you can imagine, that Start. does take time. <laughs> But the um, truth, babe, that's the truth. <laughs> um, so it's it's obviously uh, it's it's time consuming, and you know, animals. A mouse is not a person. So what happens when you expose a mouse to a certain chemical or ingredient may not be the same thing that happens to a human. Plus, a lot of these animals are given you know extremely high doses uh, of a chemical where a human being would never be exposed to that same dose in any situation. Um, and then in terms of cost, uh, obviously time is money. So that's one factor in lowering the cost. But uh, these new alternatives, a lot of them are done with cell cultures. Uh, they are done with computer modeling. Uh, they are done with, there's even a thing called EpiSkin, which uh, takes human skin cells and replicates it. And then testing is able to be done on that, not even using a person. Uh, so it's just, it's more efficient. Uh, and in the end, because you're working with actual human cells, uh, the results are more accurate. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's crazy that making human cells in a Petri dish is actually cheaper than an animal because that sounds really fancy but those uh you know those tests uh those those animal tests they've been around for so long and not every company can necessarily uh find the resources to invest in the innovation so they just kind of go with status quo right makes perfect sense okay as we kind of discussed this earlier but is that still true that a company can write cruelty-free on their logo and there's no repercussion if it's fake or false? There's yes. N- yeah. Yeah. Cruelty-free doesn't really mean anything unless there's some sort of third-party certification that's approved them, specifically Leaping Bunny. Man, the shade. The shade is real. I, yeah, that's really... How, why do you think companies can get away with that deceit? Because to me, there are, we'll talk about it, but there's brands that on their website say we are cruelty-free, and we all know they're not. So there's just they can get away with that. Well, I think consumers are becoming much more educated over time. So when companies say, oh, we're cruelty-free, they say, you know, do you sell in China? Right. Um, are you certified by a leaping bunny? We get a lot of questions on our social media as well saying if, if a company says cruelty free, does that mean that they're automatically leaping bunny certified? And the answer is no, that they actually have to become leaping bunny certified by going through our application process and being, becoming certified. And, and I was going to say also just because there are no laws in the U S that, uh, require a company to actually back up their cruelty-free claims. So because of this, a company can literally say, still can literally, literally say anything it wants to about its animal testing status and design their own bunny logo. We've seen some Oh, crazy, I have too. I've seen some janky bunnies. Cra- we've seen some like, we've seen like panda bears and stuff. Yeah, like, they, they didn't even want to get a bunny. They just slapped bunny ears on a on a panda or something yeah exactly so until uh the u.s would actually uh create a law that would have certain requirements to be able to say that they're cruelty free companies can do whatever they wish 
Wow, that's pretty scary. While we're talking scary, why don't we get into China? Because China, China, China is coming up. If you listen to Nash Beat regularly, then you might have... Um, You might be up on the laws or the situation, but I'm going to ask the two professionals about this. So just straight up, um, well, I'll have y'all explain because you know more about it from me. But apparently, if you sell your products in the People's Republic of China, animal testing is mandatory for your products to be on the shelves there. So if any brand sells in mainland China, they are technically not cruelty-free. They are not going to get the Leaping Bunny logo, and they test on animals. Um... So what's going on in China? Do we know why is that their policy? So China's very complicated and it's always changing. Um, there's a, there seems to be a new law or decision made uh, sometimes on a monthly basis. Um, China started out being extremely strict with regards to animal testing i.e. all products that entered China uh, that were imported had to undergo animal testing. Um, so now they've, they've loosened things up a bit. Um, if you, if you uh, manufacture a product that is a non-special use product in China, you can avoid the animal testing requirement. But as we've seen, most companies, you have to be a really big company to be able to set up shop in China um, and manufacture domestically. And you can't use any ingredients that are not on their safe list. So um, any chemicals that are new, that haven't been tested before, they would need to undergo testing. So the... Actual field is quite narrow for the opportunity to avoid animal testing. Um, it's changing. Uh, a lot of companies are taking advantage of cross-border e-commerce. Uh, they're selling through Hong Kong, which even though it's part of China, has a whole different set of regulations and does not require animal testing. Um, so you can still buy things in Hong Kong and it doesn't count. Exactly. With mandatory animal testing. Definitely. Man, they really want to make this complicated. <laughs> they do. And, you know, we closely monitor the situation. We have uh, partners, as I, as I think we mentioned uh, earlier, we are a coalition of eight animal protection organizations. And one of our partners, the Humane Society of the United States, their partner, HSI, Humane Society International, is closely monitoring the situation in China. They have people that go to China and talk to regulatory people there. Um, They're trying to get the Chinese authorities to adopt new alternative methods that are readily accepted elsewhere in the world. So, you know, I think in the future, China will evolve to you know, no animal testing or, or at least take away the requirement for animal testing. But there still is a long way to go. That's interesting and good to know. Because I always want to say it'll change soon, it'll change soon, but there's no way to really know. No. Yeah. And do other places test on animals? Like, are there companies in America still testing on animals? Or is it pretty much just China and working with China? Well, the U.S., uh, in terms of personal care uh, products, for sure, they do not require companies to animal test, as you know, Mm -hmm. uh, but they do require companies to substantiate product safety. So how a company decides to do that is up to the individual company. At this time, basically, animal testing is really only occurring at the ingredient level. So, um, you know, no one necessarily is like putting lipstick in, you know, a rabbit's eye at this point or or mascara in a, in a, in a rabbit's eye. It's really about the ingredients. Um, so yeah, animal testing is not banned in the U S California 
did just pass a law uh, banning animal testing in California, but there are some exemptions to it, um, which are kind of like big loopholes. Because um, medicines, right? They medi- Medications are still tested on animals. I yes. mean, there's like really no way to avoid that. But anything that's got uh, a medication or a, a prescription quality is that is totally uh, regulated by the FDA, mm-hmm. which is completely different right. than, say, like, you know, facial wash. Right. If there's a drug in it, it's it's it it it's totally FDA related. Oh, yeah. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Oh, yeah. Um, so I really kind of want to get into what exactly is happening to the animals. And I know this is this could be a little graphic or unpleasant to hear, but the reason I'm asking is because I think it's important for people to know as someone who's very passionate about this. uh, It's so easy to pretend it's not happening and buy your mascara, but I want everybody to hear it. So if you ladies wouldn't mind getting into that with me a little bit, what animals are being tested on primarily? Primarily these days it's uh, mice and rats. Those are the the two main ones. And, Unfortunately, uh, mites, mice and rats, rodents, are not covered under the Animal Protection Act. And so the, their numbers are not required to be reported. So it's hard to say exactly how many animals are being used each year. But those are by far the, uh, the easiest animals to use. Uh, they reproduce quickly. They're small. Uh, obviously, rabbits are still used. Uh, guinea pigs are used. We don't see a lot of cats and dogs uh, used for purposes that are primarily product testing. Um, they may be used for other types of chemicals. Beagles definitely are uh, dogs that are often used. Uh, but by and large, they are uh, the animals used are, are mice and, and rats. Isn't it interesting... I mean, our whole society is built around this concept of some animals are okay to harm and some aren't. It's so interesting to me that they have decided, be nice to cats, but eat cows and test on rats. But be nice to dogs, but kill pigs. It's just so interesting. It's really interesting. So what exactly happens to these animals? Well, it depends on the test being done. Uh, But, for example... uh, a lot of people know about the Dray's test, which is done on rabbits usually, where a rabbit is put in a restraint so it can't rub its eye for up to 14 days. Uh, a substance is put into one eye, and then the other eye is used as a control. And rabbits are used because their uh, their their eye tissue is pretty sensitive. Um, so it's obviously a really cruel... Yeah, uh, I'm like tearing it's a, up. It's, really, it's yeah. really horrible to hear. Yeah, it's, it's a really... Um, it's a really awful uh, test and ulcerations, bleeding, watering, um, you know, all of that can happen. Uh, that's that's a pretty common one. Um, and these are the type of things happening in China? I mean, they're happening, I'm sure, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. too. It, th- But definitely, you know, China is employing uh, these techniques for sure. Um, you know, there's, there have been replacements, uh, somewhat controversial is the, uh, corneal tissue, uh, that's, that it's taken from slaughterhouse remnants from cows that have been killed for meat, uh, and the eyes are taken and used for the same purposes. And so, you know, it's a bit controversial, but those eyes would have just been discarded, um, made into jello. <laughs> So, you know, at least the animal isn't suffering anymore. So an- another test is uh, when, when they abrade the, they shave and abrade the skin of, say, a guinea pig, and they put a, you know, a substance on there, and they measure to see uh, how the skin is reacting. Um, there are lethal, it's called the LD50 test, where uh, an animal like a mouse is force-fed a substance and uh, it's measured until 50% of the population 
that's force fed the substance dies so they can determine what the, you know, the lethal dose is. Uh, but again, you know, a mouse is not a human. Uh, and right. the quantities the mouse is forced to ingest is obviously yeah. not something that a human would I even can't encounter. Even correlate how that would be helpful, right? To exactly. Us. Same with a bunny, honestly. Yeah, there's phototoxicity tests. Um, you know, and and the the important thing to remember that is that almost all of these animals are killed at the end of the experiments. So maybe an animal's used multiple times, but. At the end, they're all usually just euthanized. Yeah. And thrown in a garbage can. Probably. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that was hard to hear, but I wanted y'all to hear it because y'all know this is um really important to me and important to the two ladies here. So thank you for sharing that. Of course. Let's talk a little bit about CoverGirl going cruelty-free. That was such a big deal in the beauty space um, because, you know, the drugstore price point, a lot of those big dogs, they don't have the Leaping Bunny logo on them. They are tests on animals. So when CoverGirl went CF, that was a huge deal when the Leaping Bunny promotion started coming around. I think that's the most liked photo on my Nashville Instagram ever. So we're all really excited about that. Um what is y'all's main opinion or what is the, in your opinion, what is the main reason some of the other like big dogs in the space have yet to go CF? And do you think they will sooner than later? I'm talking like the Revlons, the Maybellines, the L'Oreal, some of the other Neutrogena, some of the other kind of big drugstore brands that everybody uses. So, uh, it's, it's, the, so what I like to say is these really big companies are it's it's much harder for them to change their ways quickly. Yes. Um, L'Oreal is, to the best of my knowledge, one of those companies that actually invests a lot of money in alternatives. Um, so it's not just to me a black and white picture. Right. Um, you know, I I think supply chains are so complicated with some of these big companies that and and manufacturers and suppliers are like changing probably all the time. And so it is harder to become certified and stay certified and make sure that everything is verified. We are seeing a lot more interest in bigger companies uh, wanting to get certified, but you know, we described the process to get certified and it is, a really big task. So, um, you know, consumers are demanding it now and companies are responding, but change like this for a company so big takes a lot of time. And is it also a lot to do with, again, selling in mainland China? Also, because right now still uh, imported cosmetics and personal care products are tested or could be tested on animals. So I'm just going to give you an example. Mac, Mac cosmetics. They say we only, we don't test on animals only when required by law, meaning they sell in mainland China. Do you see Mac pulling out of China or are they going to keep making that money and allowing this to happen? Well, I don't know anything about Mac personally, um, so I can't really speak to what their uh, their plans are. I didn't know if they had maybe DM'd you or something. I, 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 I don't know anything about Mac, but I can say that companies know full well mm-hmm. before entering China what they're getting into. Right. So it's not a surprise if you're entering the Chinese market... You're going to have to, when you register your products, probably go through some sort of animal testing requirement. So, yes, you, I mean, any company can pull out, but it seems at this point now, like, there's been so much bad press uh, about the animal testing in China that you would be going into it knowing what to expect right like nars i believe it was last year or the year before nars they were bought by shiseido nars has always been a cruelty-free brand they were bought by shiseido and then they threw them into china and everybody flipped out okay everybody flipped out on them 
And I guess I know this is a silly question, but why? Is it money? Is it just profit? Because I understand there's a ton of money, more money than we've seen in this room. Actually, I don't know. You both could be heiresses to a coal mine or something, for all I know. But I'm talking billions and billions of dollars. Is that the reason? Just the Chinese market is hot and they want to make that cash? Yeah. I mean, the Chinese market in the last 10 years has opened up more... Uh, there has been this vacuum of uh, of of companies like the companies that are you know in the U.S. for example that make cosmetics and personal care products, and so this void creates obviously a lot of opportunity, and there is demand now uh, with the internet and everything. And Match uh, Butte, baby, spreading the good word. Right. And so, um, you know, the demand is there and the companies, some companies, you know, see a lot of opportunity. Fair. Get get out of China, baby. That's all I got to say. <laughs> okay. Uh, a question for either of you. What can we as consumers do to put an end to animal testing? Is there anything we can do? I feel like it's so helpless. All I say is vote with your wallet. And make wise choices with your purchases. But is there anything else or or is that a good way to start? I think it's very important to vote with your wallet and choose companies that make a stand and make the commitment to only selling cruelty-free products. The other thing that we always encourage people to do is to reach out to the companies that may not um, be Leaping Bunny certified and you know really let them know that it's important to them to to rather than just say you're cruelty free have something to back it up and we've seen a lot of great results from that as well a lot of companies come to us and say you know this is something that our customers really want they want us to be leaping bunny certified they want us to have something that we can stand behind and so that's a really important aspect of being a conscientious consumer as well so be loud on social media. Exactly. And vote with your wallet. Exactly. Awesome. Good advice. Everybody keeps sending those DMs to Mac. <laughs> or not DM. Put blast them. They are. Their whole Instagram is just full of that. And I don't mean to just call out Mac. I'm just using that as an example. They're a very progressive company in many regards. So it is just really shocking um, that they sell in mainland China. It's just, it doesn't really fit with their, what they align with in terms of ethics. So it is interesting. Matt, come on, baby. Okay, now the fun stuff. So both of you ladies, you know, work for Leaping Bunny. You see it all. What are some of your favorite, maybe new brands that have emerged that uh, you like or some favorites that you've had for a long time? What are some of your favorite Leaping Bunny certified brands? Oh my gosh, we have so many. We love a list, honey. We love a list. (laughs) Well, I can start out. Um, I'll just name a few. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Giovanni. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make amazing. Shampoos. Yeah, their tea tree, triple tea tree treat is just the most amazing. Triple ama- tea tree treat? Triple tea, tea tree, tree, tree treat. Treat. Cute. Right? <laughs> and uh, it's like this amazing, minty, tingly shampoo and conditioner duo that I it it like still is my favorite shampoo and conditioner um and they make great serums and they have a facial line now with made with charcoal and I just everything that we ever try from Giovanni is like great and they're obviously Leaping Bunny certified they're vegan um totally like like 10 stars for Giovanni love that um I also really like uh, Mineral Fusion in terms of their color cosmetics. Mm-hmm. It's a great brand because it's accessible in so many places. You don't have to like so order it online. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes shade is so important uh, when you're choosing a new product. And a lot of stores have like this whole big, you know, display where you can test things out. Um 
my favorite product from them is this it's called a bronzer and it's like a in a compact and it has kind of a gold color on one side and a pink on the other and it's kind of a, it's a great blush Cute. sort of bronzer sort of thing i like that brand they were at indie beauty expo a few years ago were they mm-hmm, and okay I met them. great nail polishes um, another brand I love, it's called Zaytik and, uh, they make also, I think it's entirely vegan. They make amazing skincare. Um, they have this toner called dragon blood or licorice root. Actually their, their cleanser is dragon blood and dragon blood, by the way, is not from real dragons. Of oh, course. good. Yes. Um, it's a, it's an, everything is herbal based and their toner, their licorice root toner is like my favorite toner ever um, oh i need a new toner and they I'm they are get that. they are great they are um it's a couple and uh i think they will be actually at at ibe um but i they have a great skincare line and then i guess for me um one of my favorite household products companies is um method i love yes. like everything they make um they're that just shower soap. that shower cleaner yeah. Oh my goodness. I love their wood cleaner mm-hmm. also. Um, it's like almond scented. Yes. Oh, yes. I love And it's, again, it's so hard to find things in that category that are cruelty free. And everything works. I mean, like, it, you know, just because it's cruelty free and made out of natural ingredients doesn't mean that it's not effective. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, those, I think those would be mine. I, I know Caitlin's more into like the color cosmetic stuff. Well, so maybe I she has that. some favorites. Yes. Thank you, Cam. That was great. So one of my favorite um, cosmetics companies is Antonym Cosmetics. I love that brand. I was so excited when they got Leaping Bunny certified. I use their um, br- their blush crush. Cute. I love their eyeshadow quads. Oh, Kim uses their mascara and really likes it as well. I love Tulip Perfume. Oh, I don't know Tulip. They're a great brand. They're and again, in, perfume, hard to find yes, CF. Yeah. They're, they're in Humboldt County. And they they also came out with a CBD line recently. I love CBD. It's my favorite new trend. It's my favorite new beauty trend yes, item. Yes, that's a big trend it right sure now. It sure is, but I love it. I rub my husband at night with some like salves and... Anti-inflammatory benefits on my face of like a CB serum is that I love it so that's awesome. Yeah, that's a great that's a great brand. I love Andalou Naturals. There, me too. Yeah, their mm-hmm. rose line. I love that line. Um, I love All Heart Cosmetics. They make great nail polishes, and they come they come out with a special nail polish every month, and then they donate a um, dollar to a specific charity. So we love supporting them, and we've done a Leaping Bunny. Um, a Leaping Bunny shade with them in the past and we're actually coming out with a new one in February with them. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, and I thought of one more. Okay, yeah. Um, William Rome is a company and they make the most incredible shaving cream <gasps> that you would ever, oh, ever, ever want to put on your legs. It's like this whipped marshmallowy consistency that's super moisturizing um i there's nothing there is nothing else like it oh i'm getting that i just remember growing up and using the gillette and it was so drying and just nasty and we've come so far uh you don't have to use that crap plus i test on animals boo Mm -hmm. that's super exciting do y'all know where we can get the nail polish you can get get it right on her website And we'll definitely do social media posts in February when it comes out. Another brand that's recent that we both really love, it's called Tone Cosmetics. They were at Indie Beauty Expo in New York. And they actually have this really great... So they have this specific skin quiz on their website where you answer questions based on your skin type and the tone. So it, it could have questions about like your undercolor, like yellow or pink, what your veins look like. And then based on that, they have different um, color variations. So they have a nude, a red, a pink. So you can really get the specific color that looks best for your skin type. So we both really love that brand right now too. 
very cool. Thank you for all those wrecks. We love a good wreck on Natch Butte. Oh, yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh, yeah. Uh, real quick, I just want to clarify, just in case people don't know, cruelty-free does not necessarily mean vegan and vice versa. That's an important thing to note. Yeah, we're very clear about that. Uh, and I can definitely understand the confusion uh, with people that haven't worked in the industry. I didn't know it when I first started Natribute. The, the pilot episode of Natribute, I talking about the bunny on the back of things. I, I didn't know anything. So uh, I didn't either before episode. I started Leaping Bunny. Yeah. Um, so cruelty-free, we use it to mean not tested on yes. animals. And Kim and I both understand that a lot of people are passionate about vegan products as well. So when we certify companies to be cruelty-free, that means that no animal testing is done to create their products. And, and consumers are able to still look at the ingredients right. and decide whether or not they want to use that specific product based on the ingredients. So some companies might have beeswax in their products, but their products have not been tested on animals. And another company might not have beeswax and have not tested their products on animals. And then the consumer can decide right which product they want to yeah. choose. I just wanted to point out that they're not mutually exclusive. You can have a vegan product that was tested on animals. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the reason that we've chosen to focus on animal testing claims is because products, companies are required to list their ingredients on a label, whereas there is no requirement right. in terms of, like, cruelty-free, that kind of thing. Another thing, another reason why we don't certify uh, exclusively vegan companies is because ingredients change all the time. And some ingredients are derived, are, it's the same ingredient that's listed on the label, but it could be either animal derived or plant derived. Right. And it, it, it's sometimes impossible to Welcome say. Welcome to my nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Pixiglomist. Pixiglomist. Is it animal? Is it plant? I still don't know. Just one example of, I, I have to Google a lot of yeah. things and it gets very stressful. Well, why don't we get into a couple questions from the audience? Because my honey's wanted to know things, honey. How does Leaping Bunny work when a brand's parent company is not cruelty free? Currently, when we certify a company who is owned by a parent company that still tests, we are able to certify the brand if they are an independent subsidiary and if they're able to control their own supply chain. But we do want to, uh, to make sure that conscientious consumers know that this brand is owned by a parent company in case they would choose to not spend their money, which obviously some of the profits would go to the parent company. So that, that all of those companies are listed as such in our app, on our website. Um, we're very transparent about that. And that's how I feel as well. I And this is a debate amongst everybody in their own ethical scale. But for me personally, again, it's voting with my dollar. So my, my feeling is I will buy Urban Decay products to show the parent company that I will buy those cruelty-free brand. So maybe at the end of the year, they'll say, wow, Urban Decay is popping. Maybe we should go cru cruelty-free with our other brands. That's how I personally feel, but everyone's different. 
Well, and also a lot of these larger multinational companies that have purchased smaller brands are able to inject capital into those brands and get them to a wider audience that may not have access. Not everyone lives in a major city with five Whole Foods or or Sephora's around the corner. So um, it's really nice when you're able to go to a store like Target or Walmart and be able to shop cruelty-free as well. I agree. I think that's super cool. Okay, let's see. I Okay, I if y'all don't mind answering this question from Alyssa, and again, I don't know why this is a thing, but because I've heard this too. Um, some companies say that it's too expensive for our little company to go through Leaping Bunny's process. And we kind of covered that earlier, like how long does it take? But that's not true, right? So can you l- talk to us about sort of how much a company invests in order to get the Leaping Bunny logo? Well, a company to get certified, it's 100% free. So a company can get certified through Leaping Bunny and they do not have to pay Leaping Bunny any money at all. So any company that says, we don't, we're, we're not Leaping Bunny certified because it's too expensive. It's not expensive because it doesn't cost any money. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Because that, I've heard that also. So that's a really interesting myth that's been floating about. Now, the only cost associated with the Leaping Bunny program is if once a company is certified, they choose optionally to license our logo. So if they want to put the logo on their website, their packaging, on their social media, they do have to license it. It's a one-time fee, one-time fee. Yeah. And it's dependent on the company's gross annual sales. So depending on how much you make, there's a certain fee that's that's attached to it. And I just want to also point out, Leaving Bunny is a nonprofit. Exactly. Yes, okay. Again, they're not out here trying to make money off of this, honey. This is for the goodness of their heart, okay? (laughs) Thank you. I'm happy to hear that. Okay, hold on. I know I had some other questions here. Okay, somebody had a question about brand outreach. How does that work? Do y'all ever approach brands and say, hey, you got to get that logo, babe? Or do they come to you primarily? And and some of the examples uh, that this person mentioned were Beauty Bakery and Fenty Beauty, which Fenty Beauty is Rihanna's makeup, which is under one of the big umbrellas at Sephora, um, owned by the the brand that makes Marc Jacobs and Kat Von D, um, and, and a couple, I think, o- Ole Hendrickson. Yes, Kendo. So, so, yeah, so Rihanna doesn't have the Leaving Bunny on her. So how do we get Rihanna to do it? Do we call her or do does she call you? What typically how does that how does that typically work? Well, one of the things that we do is we do go to different um expos during the year, mm-hmm. Indie Beauty Expo, Natural Products Expo, and we do like to approach companies and meet them and tell them a little bit about Leaping Bunny and why it would be great to get certified with us. But as far as reaching out to big brands, we don't do much of that right now. I think that's something that consumers definitely we would encourage them to do. I was going to say also, um, we typically want companies to come to us Mm -hmm. because we it's our policy to not want to try to convince a company to be cruelty free they should want to create cruelty free supply chains uh, open up their manufacturing processes to our scrutiny and so we really do let companies come to us because then it's more of an organic Uh, from their own core values situation rather than us trying to convince anyone. Yeah, I totally dig that. They make you come to them, baby. But it is interesting because some of those Sephora-y makeup brands, they don't have the Leaping Bunny logo on them. A lot, I mean, a lot of them. So again, as consumers, you think we should maybe start uh, messaging them and saying it'd be great if you had that logo on there? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, our largest growth sector right now is definitely in indie beauty. Mm -hmm. And some of those brands just haven't gone to Sephora yet. So uh, they could be absolutely huge on social media and get tons of sales through their website. But they're just not in like a big box store. So 
Uh, there's a lot, I'm sure, that goes into actually getting into these stores and some of these smaller brands maybe don't have the capacity yet or don't want to get involved with the legal ramifications. Um, so, you know, it's we obviously want the brands to be as accessible as possible, but I do feel like there are more and more brands that are entering that uh, that space. Well, yeah, I mean, again, CoverGirl is an example. That was huge, exciting news for all of us. For Sephora, I do want to point out that recently Skin Iceland and Drunk Elephant have become Leaping Bunny certified. I'm telling you, Drunk Elephant is so... They have a following. I mean, I asked my listeners their favorite products of the year, and almost, I mean, over half of them had a Drunk Elephant product in there. Yeah, so yeah, we were really excited when they came on board. That's super cool, and Skin Iceland very cool as well. Mm -hmm. They have uh, really great eye patches, and they're vegan, which is hard to find. So yeah, very cool. Well, I think we're getting close to the end. I would love just um, if one of you would like to tell us where we can find more info out, um, the social media for Leaving Bunny, anything like that, just so the honeys can all you know keep watch over everybody and keep up with what's going on with Leaping Bunny. Well, you can definitely go to leapingbunny.org and on our website, we have our shopping guide and it's updated constantly, at least weekly with new companies that we've certified during the week. Our Instagram is Leaping Bunny Program and we're also on Facebook and Twitter as well. And you can sign up for our e-newsletter. Uh, we have Ooh, a yeah. monthly e-newsletter that we send out the last week of every month. And we give you updates on new companies that have joined. Uh, we do interviews with companies so people can get sort of like an inside scoop on companies. Usually we're interviewing the founders of companies. Um, we do product reviews. And we do recaps of shows we've been to as well. So you can sign up for our our newsletter right on our website as well. Awesome. I'm signing up for that because it's so nice to know what's going on in the cruelty-free space. Yeah. And we also every month have at least three to five different uh, promo codes from various cruelty-free companies that uh, send in information so people can redeem them for big discounts we love a code honey also you do giveaways on the instagram semi-often we do at least two a week yeah uh, Dang, that is good odds <laughs> we do two a week on instagram two on facebook uh they're never the same so and it doesn't cost any money to enter so definitely check that out we have ev- we have so many amazing companies lined up I think through April or May right now. So we are really booked up and excited to uh, to promote these companies and have some winners. Awesome. Thank you both so much for being here. You're welcome. I'll be seeing you both at Indie Beauty Expo in a couple hours. Thank you. We're so happy to be here. So don't pretend like y'all don't know me. Never. <laughs> We're best friends now. I mean, yeah. And then you're based out of Philadelphia? Yep, our offices are are in Philadelphia. Very cool. Thank you both so much for being here. And remember, everybody, shop cruelty-free and cream your neck and keep your fringe fresh. It's a good show. (laughs)